A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Well, hello. Welcome to the Match Ball Podcast for Leeds United versus Cardiff City. I'm Dan Moylan. With me is Michael Normanson. Hello. As is Moscow White Daniel Chapman. Hello. Uh, there's been a robbery today, lads, so somebody <laughs> needs to call Levi solicitors and quote the square ball at them and get their 10% off uh, because that wasn't pleasant today. We'll get to it in a second. Thanks to Levi's for the support. If you do want to get 10% off on your legal fees, head to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Been a while since we've done one of these. The grief cast. Mm. Yeah, so we're mourning our promotion hopes now. Do you want to do anger first or denial or... Um, Acceptance? Where, where do we want to start? I like the championship. I'm content to spend another season here. Um, I think it's unfortunate that we're not going to win another game this season, but we'll just have to brave it out. I'm currently, we're, we're I think Bielsa is just beginning his uh, post-match press conference and Graham Smith says uh, he feels he didn't get the preparation right and I'm waiting for the next tweet that says he's resigning um, in shame. Um, so, yeah, I'm obvi- I'm taking it well. Michael, talk to me. What's happened today? Get it out of your system, boy. <laughs> I make little notes on my phone through the game so I can remember what's happened. And the notes basically dry up at the point they score because all the notes to that point were, we're fucking great. We're absolutely mm. battering him. They're shit. They keep, every time they try and play out from the back, it's completely laughable. All they're doing is throwing it into the box and they're getting nowhere with it. Ha, ha, ha. Aren't you shit? I, I In your face, Neil Harris. I'm very cautious about sharing this, but obviously I was sitting next to Phil Hay again today and we were talking in the first half about whether to get... Um, Can I just ask, is that because you're on the gantry? Because you never fucking mention it. <laughs> um, and we were talking about whether when we left the gantry we should get an open-top bus home. <sighs> Wankers. It was only 2-0 at that point as well. In, in fairness, Mr Hay did say on our podcast, uh, on the Athletic Feed, that the opening 15 minutes were the ones to watch and we were 2-0 up inside 10 minutes. I thought, this is brilliant. Well, you, well done, Phil. I wish I had gone with my instinct of just saying, right, that's fine, I'll go now. I was quite happy with the first 15 minutes. I thought, yep, just leave it at that. Don't need to watch any more of this game. I'll just go and enjoy our promotion campaign from uh, perhaps with a cocktail. What has happened today then? Let's try and deconstruct it if we can because it hurts. This one hurts. This has hurt me more than the Derby game. Derby, I was numb. This has actually really hurt me. It's not as bad as Derby. No, it's not as bad as Derby, but I, I'm feeling this one more. And Derby, I just couldn't, I couldn't even comprehend that. This, I was like, oh, we've done it again. It was one of the, well, we said last week about how are we going to mess this up from here. At three up, we, I think we were 13 points clear of third. 
And it is one of those, how do we mess this up from here? That's what I mean. This could be the turning point. Moscow was reading our next fixtures in the car as well, and we're going to lose all of them, unfortunately, <laughs> which is a shame. I, know, I read them all to the end of the season as well. <laughs> <laughs> defeat, defeat, defeat. Yep. Um, I know we're kind of just uh, slight, slightly tongue-in-cheek, or are we? Um, it does lend itself to panicking when this happens because we've seen it so many mm. times and we know what Leeds do but we don't need to panic do we because we had them on toast for the vast majority of that game but we, they just exploited our weak spot a few times and knackered us in the end Moscow's mentioned in previous podcasts that you you might lose some games in the championship to people like Cardiff and Millwall but you don't need to play them every week mm. and they they were very big very physical they were just throwing the ball in the box all the time and we weren't very good at coping with it there was a great moment when I think it was the first half they were clearing uh, a corner from their box and they, they had the ball on the edge of their penalty area. They could see their striker was about to make a run and there was, I think it was on like two Leeds players back and it was like a real counter-attack opportunity and they just wellied it down the field in the air and it's like, that was the... Neil Harris had his little moan yesterday about Bielsa saying that they're a very British team and it's like, well... And it, it didn't mean it, it didn't mean it no, per- no. Uh, pejoratively either, did he? No, not at all. But you could see the difference. Like that's that was Cardiff, and we were hammering them. We were. I was at points. I was thinking it's a shame Neil Warnock isn't here to watch this because I'd have liked to rub his face in it. It was pure Brexit football <laughs> in the end. The toll wasn't it? I would like to. I should point out as well while I'm while I'm copying to the open top bus thing. Uh, Sixty nine minutes. I wrote down some of this is a bit like the Riviera. <laughs> You fucking... Which bit? The bit where we almost won things and then didn't? It was the bit when... Um, we'd <laughs> finishing finishing just short of, of a trophy every single year. We were attacking relentlessly and the ball came out of their box and Pablo Hernandez just watched the ball come down, controlled it, and in one movement controlled it, took it behind a player and then laid it off to Helder Costa who then swooped in for another attack down that side. And I was just like, we're just, we just keep taking the ball back with this outrageous bit of skill, whatever they try to do. And then we just put it in again and we're just playing this 30-yard football. And if you remember, the thing about the Southampton 7-0 was just that we just, all the Leeds players on the 30-yard the line and just doing these. It's like, oh, I'm just going to take the ball out of the air, little lay off to the side. And I did. I should, you know, I've put big slants around bits to emphasise italics for a bit like Reavy stuff. But it was getting... And then the next is that the, thing, is that the Southampton game we famously drew 7 all. <laughs> <laughs> People don't talk about that, do they? <laughs> and then... Uh, and then yeah, three one. It did all start off so well though. Let's let's try and concentrate on the positives because there are positives in there still. Mm. In that, I think first of all, a theme I've touched on in recent podcasts is when leads do this, it's when we start to lose control of games, which is a is a rarity. It's a rarity when we do that, and we were fully in control of this for a long time. And that's I think the positive is that we can't control every game from start to finish, and not at some point fall foul of it. But we were good for a long stretch, and we should have been more goals up by the time they scored. I think there was the. Costa should have had a penalty. Hernandez should have probably scored in the first minute when Bamford laid it across yes. him and he mishit it and he sort of dragged it wide of the post. Ailing in the first minute of the second half as well. Yep. Straight onto it. I think Dallas had one and Harrison both had shots that weren't close. In other words, there was Click's chip as well that yeah. uh, Melissa Rethridge's son managed to just claw away from the goal. I mean, Bielsa, his comments are just coming in as we record this and he's just saying... Is he off? No, it's difficult to explain the result. It's impossible for us to draw that match, but it wasn't. Do you think he got those subs wrong today? Because that seemed to uh, change the momentum. Um, I was surprised. I wasn't surprised when Stroke was coming on, but I was surprised he took Brady off for him. I thought he was just adding another defender into the mix when he did that. Mm. 
I thought it was going to be, be Hernandez coming off for him or maybe maybe even Click or someone just Because to... it's a lot to ask when the momentum's swinging against you like that to come in as a, a, as a young man, like as young as he is, and without being up to the speed of the game. Yeah, I feel really bad for Stroik because I, I blame him for everything. <laughs> I don't blame him for everything, but certainly he had a shocker when he came on. Uh, he went for two aerial challenges with Ben White and it looked as if they just never even met each other before. They were going for the same aerial balls and then um, and then the equaliser. I mean, they'd just gone down to 10 men and it's just that ball over the top. Tomlin, who is a bit clever and a bit fat, <laughs> but a bit clever as well. And he just cushioned it past, uh, past Stroik and he, he just completely lost, was it, uh, their big number nine, whoever it was who scored. Stroy just lost him, span round, couldn't get near him. And um, and yeah, I think Berardi doesn't get fooled by that ball. And and I watched him at the end, uh, Stroik, because um, obviously he was up front. We were all up front for the, the last few minutes. And uh, in fact, at 3-2, I'm fairly sure Ben White was uh, creating space for matches click to run into the box and shoot, which was, I did wonder then, I was like, maybe we should we should maybe have some people back. But yeah, Stroik, uh, he walked not straight off the pitch, but nobody nobody went to him. Nobody went and shook his hand. He he, he was behind the referee and, you know, normally he'd shake the referee in the lines, but his hands would be just kind of, he just put his hands down his shorts and like Did he kind of go away. full Warnock at Barnsley, hiding behind someone? No, he didn't. There, there was nobody near him to hide behind. It was just kind of, everybody was kind of shaking hands with everybody else. And he just, I don't think he knew what to do because I think it must have been going through his mind. Like, I've just come on and I've had a, yeah, I've collided with Ben White twice and I've lost that player for that goal and feeling like it's his fault, which it was. No, I mean, it was. I think the, the fault was bringing him on. Do you think as well with um, taking off Bamford and putting Nketiah on, which again changes the, we, we now know, don't we, it changes the dynamic up front. Was that a mistake? Bamford didn't look tired, I didn't think. He looked quite up for it. And, and I he's, think he's he, on a I think he'd, I was going to say, I think he'd have been quite motivated to try and get his hat-trick. Mm. That's a few games that Eddie Nketiah has come on in since he come back from his injury and he's not really done anything and I'm starting to go back to the the idea of like if Arsenal want him and we want to go and like spin the bottle in the uh, January loan window and see if we can get somebody who maybe what we need is not because the the allure of of Enketia was always he's different to Bamford and he's a sharp finisher in the box, but we we pay the price of losing the control that Bamford gives us the 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 Bambo Rambo stuff that he gives us outside the box. Maybe what we need is a is a backup Bamford rather than a different option because we play best when when Bamford is playing. I think it's almost like while Eddie was uh, injured, Bamford's kind of settled that argument. Eddie didn't get his run of, run of games, and as and as now you've got to look at his career at Leeds so far and say he's not had a, a moment where he's he's made an impact. He's come on and, and won us some points, which is massively appreciated. He's obviously hugely talented, but does he fit in in this team? If when we are going to use him at twenty minutes of at the end of every game, he's not really getting many touches. Even at uh, Huddersfield, although he was involved in the build up for the goal, didn't do anything else after that. And I'm kind of. Yeah, but he's been used so sparingly, and I want to counter that point and say he's been used so sparingly that it's hard to... I can't form an opinion on Nketiah because he's clearly a talented player. Oh, he'll be brilliant. He'll be Terry Henry um, in the future, but it's for the here and now, do we need somebody who can come on in the last 20 minutes and be used sparingly and is and do what their fucking number nine did and just be physical and, uh, and maybe even more of a shithouse than, than Bamford to close these games out I don't know it's just that thought because maybe you know 
we've had a lot of kind of fever around what if Eddie goes back? What if Eddie goes back? And now I'm starting to think, well, maybe, you know, that wouldn't actually be what ruins our season. What what will ruin our season is obviously drawing 3-3 with Cardiff and then never winning another game. Mm. So it won't make any difference. May as well let Arsenal have him back and we'll just, we'll go and get Gary Medine on loan or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just, a, it's a thought that's going in my mind where we're looking at games like today. He's come on. It's not really worked. Is he the right striker for this team for those those twenty minute spells that he's going to get? Kept him because I think at some point Bamford will get injured, and I think given time to play his way into the side, I think he can fit the system, and we mm. can we can be successful with him there. I think look at like Costa when he first came into the team struggled I think to get involved as much as we'd hoped whereas now he, I think he's one of our best players the last few games he's, he's getting in the, he's getting to the line a lot but he's also cutting in and a load of good creative stuff is going through him I did a goal today and I think Nketiah over time can do that true I say it's a question in my it, mind it's, it's whether or not you know if we, if we get rid of if, we, if we're blase about losing him we're like ah fuck it we play Bamford anyway and when he comes on what does he really do? Mm. But then we end up, mm. go, I mean, end up go, we end up going into January with Jack Harrison as our reserve striker, and then you sort of put in Alioski in and Jackie. And you're, you're right as well. I lean towards what you're thinking there, Michael, as well, because we've all got a bit giddy with the, the run recently. And actually, we are going to have wobbles and moments when mm. we drop points and different questions are being asked and we might need something different up front. I, th- I think we've, we're in danger of thinking, well, not that the job was done at all, because we've all, it's been a lovely couple of weeks, a couple of months, where we've, we've not won, not dropped, uh, not lost, not dropped any points. But we need to remember there's a mm. long, long way to go and the tide will turn a little bit as well. We're, we're going to have ebbs and flows and we just need to make sure that we... Don't chuck, well, it's chucking the baby out with the bathwater, isn't it? That one, I mean, so you don't think we should send Ben White back to Brighton as well? Uh, probably hang on to that. Would that one? be overreacting. You don't want to play strike every week, no, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. But let's look at the positives then, because there were positives. That first hour was really, really good, and we were all over them until they figured out a way to get goals and, and rattled us, and the game did get away from us. And that opening spell, it was breathless. I think we're I'm immediately going for the negative, but it was almost too easy. I think we, it's what we slipped into against Middlesbrough where in the, the first half there we weren't very good, where sloppy passes and sort of starting to go astray. But yeah, like the first goal, just hilarious. Like that's fantastic. Just, you know, when um, Cardiff, obviously we've, we've seen how it turns out, they're building their game around long throws and... Uh, corners and set pieces and for was it their first corner and we just take the ball up the other end and score that's all right that's a big fuck off to neil harris isn't it take that with your tactics <laughs> yeah and it was and to, to get two two up so quickly was and, was really nice and pablo hernandez's pass to helder costa for that just it wasn't from it might have been different from your angle but from where i was as well the obvious ball was to bamford down the right but pablo he sees things. He's beyond obvious, and he can do things. That sh- that should be um, come with a, with an adult filter. That was so nice. That's Pornhub material. Is that <laughs> get couple, it on? Get it clipped. Get it on Pornhub. A couple of people, a billion uh, hits. I heard some people as I was coming out of the ground saying that Pablo was shit today, and um, and Michael was saying in the car that yeah he faded for like the last twenty minutes. But it's you know nobody else is going to play that pass. We saw um, in the second half there was a break. Pablo. Uh, Patrick had the ball on halfway and he had a really simple pass down the line to Jack Harrison and he tried this outside the boot thing yes. through the middle to nobody really just abs- and it was possibly as open yeah. an opportunity for a counter-attack as ever and he, he, he fucked it and that's not to have a go at him but it's to say the value of Pablo Hernandez and Matches Click is also very good in these situations but Pablo will see it Click will storm through and square it 
whereas Pablo will just, wherever he is on the pitch, he'll just go, I think I can beat you there. So that's why I'm going to put the ball. And it's you, we can't do without it. Yeah, that made me giddy. That ball through from Pablo made me giddy. And uh, it was a nice finish from Helder Costa as well. And he's, he's had a decent game again today, I think, growing again still. I thought their number three there, uh, Bennett, he was playing as if he was, he was like... It was like his namesake at Derby on the trying to drive home. He, he looked that legless against what Costa was doing. I thought he was going to get sent off because all he started doing just before halftime, um, he tried one tackle where he basically just sort of, uh, he lay on top of him. Basically. He just jumped on his back and kind of brought him to the ground and lay down on him. And I was like, ref, what are you saying? What are you doing? Um, and yeah, Costa was just absolutely destroying him every single time. Uh, Peltier also hopeless against uh, Jack Harrison, Jackie Harrison. Um, can't believe I forgot it then. That's, it's lost its shine now, you see, you prick. Um, well, now because Graham Smith's using it in his tweets, you're saying it's over. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as he does it, it's dead. The no, po- the post-Jackie era. I will, I will keep going with Jackie until it comes out of the speakers when he scores. Um, but yeah, up, him up against Peltier, it was almost embarrassing how... Their defence was so open. There was so much space behind them. Um, it was like Neil Harris had not seen Leeds play whatsoever because what you do need against Leeds is you you want your defenders as deep as possible so there's no room for Pablo to make any passes behind, no effort Costa to run or Harrison to run. But every time uh, Pablo passed forward, it seemed like we could just flick through and then we've got players running through on their goalkeeper. Just why didn't we score 10 goals? Well, do you know how many big chances we had according to this uh, stats? Six. So we should have scored six. We should have scored six. And they should have scored two, which would have been fine. Have we seen expected goals at all in this? I assume it's the same, more or less. Yeah. It it would not have been outrageous to have have won that game 6-0. But I'm outraged for different reasons. (laughs) We made uh, 468 accurate passes to their 153. 59% 59% pass success for them says a lot. They were just leathering it clear. They're really yeah. not very good. That's the frustration of it. They were shit. And and we've not even mentioned this yet, but their equaliser came when they were down at 10 men. I know. It was that Wigan factor as well. It's like, okay, well, that's something bad's happened, but maybe now it's going to be okay. Like it was, it felt like the momentum was going to them. You're thinking, oh, fucking hell, they're going to equalise it. But then they get a man sent off and you think, oh, perfect. That's that over and done with. Made it worse, didn't it? The, uh, the XG, if you really want to make it work worse, 3.78 to 0.9. There's your three-all draw, knobheads. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Do you think maybe we can take some good out of this game and it might act as a nice check and balance and we might learn from it? Hopefully we'll just look back at the end of the season and laugh at how we all were, were panicking after this. Be like, oh, but then, of course, we went on that four-game winning streak over Christmas and the 14-point yeah. the lead we should we had at one point during this game was restored and everything was absolutely fine. I did write in the, the Square Ball week yesterday that the the level of confidence that we've had through this run, did the, if, if we do lose to Cardiff, um, then we wouldn't necessarily need to lose all confidence nor hope because we'd just say well maybe it's getting that one out of the way because like, you know we were not realistically going to go through the rest of the season unbeaten seven games seven wins in a row and we've not even lost so we are still unbeaten are we are we 11 games unbeaten now something like that yeah, yeah. so but so what we've not done is win eight games in a row and like who who ever wins eight games in a row. It's very, very difficult, have, whoever you're up against. They've all been bogey teams as well. Like Huddersfield away, is, we typically are, uh, struggle a bit there. Hull at home, we, we've lost there last year. Cardiff, we never seem to win. We never seem to beat. So yeah. actually seven points from those three games. Before the, before those games, you'd probably think, actually, yeah, that's, well, flip that's it, all right. Flip it on its head. If we'd have won today comfortably and drawn, let's say, 1-1 at Huddersfield, you'd have gone, all right, fine, take the draw at Huddersfield because they probably had gave us the most difficulty out of any of the sides we've faced recently and then you'd have gone, all right, seven wins out of eight, brilliant. It's just frustrating that this is actually, of those three games, we, we've played far and away the best football in today's match. Those other two, they could realistically have gone either way at certain points. I think we, we should just about edge it. But the thing is, the games that you just about edge and you win, you don't really go back and, and dwell on the fact that they could have equalised or could have taken the lead yeah. at various points. You just go, we won and that was fine and we deserved it and that's the end. Luton and Reading were both last-minute winners where it, we yeah. didn't look like we were going to win those games. Um, but did, showed character, got it, got it sorted out in the end. Um, and what we've got coming up, like Fulham are not doing well uh, lately, which is good. That's helpful. And they will be expected to attack at home and that's where we yep. thrive. And they're a team that play like they should be beaten by Leeds. They're not a a big Neil Harris long balls and long throw-ins uh, set of wankers. They're, um, they're supposed to be good and they'll, they'll pass the ball about. And Preston, uh, we've played, haven't we? Did we beat them? Yes. No, we drew 2-2. We kind of... We know what uh, Preston are about. And then West Brom's the biggie after Birmingham. There's, I think we should be fine against those. It, it, it is that feeling of just like, yeah, this has been shit. It stops us from getting complacent. Um, and we were a bit. I think at, at 3-0, I think there was an element of we, we didn't keep going. That, at 3-0... Um, after Bamford scored the penalty before the restart, Bielsa was going absolutely nuts at Jack Harrison. I've done it again about something. Um, I, I couldn't tell what, but I got the impression it was like, everybody has to keep going here. Don't lose the grip on the game. And when the subs started coming, I thought like Alioski might be the first one just to get some more pace into the match, some more oomph. Because we kept the tempo quite high. We were taking real quick throw-ins and real quick corners as if it was still nil-nil. But something about it had just gone a little bit sloppy. And before, um, I think it was even before uh, Cardiff had scored their first, Ben White 
missed a pass out of defence and then Berardi missed a pass out of defence and then um, before Berardi went off he missed another one out of defence just before he was substituted and so, so like Ben White doesn't make mistakes mm. but when so if Ben White misses a pass I think we should be um, asking for the game to be postponed <laughs> <laughs> How much money did you win you shit ass? I just checked it, it was £85 What did you gamble on? Uh, I put money on Cardiff before the game and we went to goal up and I think I put a pound on us on the draw and then I think I put another pound on the draw when we went 2-0 up I hate... and, I, and I wish I'd put another pound on the draw when we went 3-0 up because it would probably have been about 200 to 1 Can't stand it so he's won and so you lost a tenner a week basically you were saying and now to you've... this point and to, now uh, across this, this winning run has cost me money but until today until today so you, now must, you must be delighted he's 14 pound in profit the little shithead are you happy? Not really, no. <laughs> it's not a great feeling. Um, and I intend to use the profits. I will be reinvesting them in further misery because that's that's the only thing to do with them, I think. Just just probably... I will say you, you, be... you're really sort of selling the gambling lifestyle here. <laughs> it's not fun, kids. The fun, the fun long ago stopped. But 32 Red, it. invest in further misery. <laughs> Put that on your shirt, yeah. On the celebratory side, uh, we've not done the second goal yet which was uh, a very good one. Nice uh, Patrick Bamford chesting down in the six-yard box and stroking the ball into the net. Or um, the penalty, which I've not seen a replay of yet, but my first instinct was uh, that Patrick had been a proper diving little shithouse. I think what Patrick Bamford did there was win a penalty. Um, yes. I think he was touched, but he okay. he knew exactly what was going to happen. It was one of those, get the faintest of touches on it, um, knowing that the keeper was coming out and then just go down over the keeper. I don't think it was a dive. I think it was it was a okay. penalty, but it was just really soft. It's just one of those where you just nudge it away so the keeper definitely can't touch it, yeah. but will touch you. So yeah, so, you're, so the momentum of the ball is moving in a different direction okay. to the keeper. So if, we, if we give one of those away, I'm annoyed at our keeper rather than their striker because I just think, why... Why on earth would you make it? Would yeah. you dive at someone's feet when they're in that position? I was going to say, it and he was going like, nowhere, was he? It seemed like, yeah, it seemed like Bamford knew exactly what was going to happen, but that, why did their keeper not know exactly what was going to happen? I couldn't comprehend why he even made that attempt for the ball at all. Um, but no, Patrick. Uh, apart from uh, what, did, what was my notes of that? It was uh, Patrick Bamford ruins a counter attack was the one I wrote for that. But otherwise, he was uh, a good finish and. Uh, Terrible free kick too. Let Pablo take the free kicks for God's sake. If has he ever scored one, Pablo recently. Well, well, nobody has. This is the thing. I think it's it's almost like the corner. If we've had a hundred corners before, we've scored for one. It must be about two hundred direct free kicks. So give it to the one who's really good at them. Give him a chance. But uh, no, Patrick put it in the the, the south stand. But I thought he had a, he was good again. Um, we were all brilliant today. It does. It does feel like we've genuinely, up to when this all went a bit leadsy, we've really levelled up over these last few weeks. And today, it looked like it could have been a massacre. And we nearly won that header at the end. Yes. Ed, Eddie's oh, header, yeah. at first glance, looked like an absolutely brilliant save. And then, uh, yeah, it was. It was. And then Ben White had what looked like an open goal to me, and he missed. So, um, given the implications of that, we just are we sending him back to Brighton? Him, him and Eddie can get the same train down south. <laughs> The ball was, it was thrown at him from about an inch away. Yeah, it was, it was difficult but heartbreaking as well. Yeah, especially when it's that close, when it's that late on and we could have redeemed it a la sort of Blackburn. You could tell with I mean, could you imagine what it would have been like if that had gone in? Oh, it would have been, I mean, we've, that's the thing, we've still, we still have that belief. That's the good thing about this Leeds team. This wasn't like the, 
um, the Millwall match. These are the games I, was, I started thinking of the Thomas Christensen era when we had that game with Millwall where the goals were all over and there were red cards all over the place and then the Cardiff 4-1 it's always Cardiff. This is the thing. Maybe that's just it, that we just... There's a hex. Yeah, Cardiff are just always going to do this to us. Um, but we always we still have that belief, like what other teams, what other teams could throw away a 3-0 a lead like that and throw away a 3-2 lead against 10 players? Not many. But then what other teams can go into like the last minute of stoppage time and be like, yeah, we'll, we'll probably win this. It will we've got as good a chance of of winning under those circumstances as we, we do of doing anything else. You can't say that about too many other teams. I mean, it's never dull. I mean, is it? I know it's a cliche, but it really isn't ever dull when you follow Leeds. Yeah. 3-0 almost... wouldn't have been dull though. 3-0 no. would have been 3-1. Wouldn't yeah. have been dull. I'd have taken 3-2. It'd have been a lovely performance with 3-1. They could have had their one goal. I think that would have been fine. I'd have been content with that. 3-2, mm. I was still would have been slightly annoyed thinking they've not been worth two goals in that. Did Kiko uh, flap for their first one? Was it a Kiko error? Yes. It, okay. it came for it, weak punch, and it didn't go far enough. And was, I mean, uh, it was a good finish, to be fair, to lob it over that crowd of players, yeah. but still, shouldn't have had the chance. He was claiming an elbow. Well, no, he shouldn't. Okay. He came for it. You come for it, you put yourself in that situation, don't you? But deal with it. That's Get Meslier in. He's, well, heroes well, and villains. That might just happen soon <laughs> enough. <laughs> heroes and villains... Um, are we going to nominate Kiko for villainy there? Because he's he's the one who's opened the floodgates. Uh, on the strength of being older than Stroik and more more able to take it, uh, then yeah. Oh, in fact, uh, Alioski didn't do a lot when he came on. So all three subs and Kiko, get them out of my club. What about Bielsa? Because he's the one villain. Who get him out of my club. Has ma- he quit yet? Made the substitutions and I resign. Thought- get big Sammy while we still can. I did. There was somebody on uh, Radio Leeds who said he needs to start doing some work on the training pitch. And I think, well, it's, <laughs> it's not like they're not quite thorough. No. Um, and that's what he's saying is, uh, where is Bielsa? He says he uh, he feels he didn't get the preparation right because he knew about Cardiff City's strengths, the aerial prowess and set pieces, but couldn't resolve it. And that's that's why Stroik came on. He's just gone, we need a big lad at the back. Unfortunately, the big lad he brought on um, looked like he's... He'd never played with Ben White before, and that—that that was the problem. So I don't want to—I don't want to nominate our Brilliant. 11, 11 game unbeaten, seven winners in a row manager at all. I, players, I know, really. I know, I know what we can do. We can, as villainy, we can, we can just nominate the fates. We can nominate the fates. Yeah. Fuck them and their fucking thread. Um, I want to nominate the ref as a villain, not for any particular decisions. It just this is a long term. Um, bugbear of mine is that when teams take long throws they're allowed to take like a minute over every throw in whereas if if we with the way we play we pick the ball up really quickly get it going if Stuart Dallas just had, stood with the ball in his hands on the edge of the pitch pretending he was going to throw it for 40 seconds the ref would book him and say it was time wasting but when you do a long throw the person taking the throw just walks over to the advertising boards the big centre backs all, all come forward and it takes absolutely ages to take every single throw in why is it allowed? So are we saying it shouldn't be <laughs> time time wasting attempts by other teams? It's not. It's not a time wasting attempt. It's setting up a, a set piece essentially. But it's it's, it's not a, rugby, is it? It's not it's a line amount, out. It's an amount of time that is allowed for a long throw for some reason that you don't allow for any other throwing, mm. and it's bullshit. Unless we need to kill time and run the clock down. Well, no, but you risk. But when you're trying to run a clock down, you run the risk of doing that. Have you ever seen anyone be booked for taking? Too long, because the centre-backs have taken too long to come up from the back while you're waiting to take a long throw in. The ref just goes, OK, it's a long throw. It's fine that 
Sean Morrison is going to take 10 minutes to come up from the back. <laughs> we need to take our short throws, but from a long way behind the line. <laughs> just like stand over all the way over there as if you're like, preparing for it. Do that, that gesture with your arm as you yeah. get back, get back. And then just throw yeah. it short to Luke Ayling like we always do anyway. Or yeah. it's either Click or Ayling or Hernandez doing that, running in a circle and then just do the normal thing. Maybe that'll write, work. We should write to Bielsa about that. In fact, not... <laughs> Let's, probably, let, let's let Klitsch know about it because he'll, he'll be yeah. on board with this. He'll probably point out though the uh, the ten minutes it would take for the ball to actually roll into play would give the defenders a chance to uh, get get into position. I thought the ref was all right today and uh, good decision on the penalty and a good decision on the red card from what I could see as well. I only saw it because that looked like uh, he was just shepherding Eddie out of play. And so you kind of, you, you look away and then you sort of out the corner of your eye to see him absolutely clatter him for yeah, absolutely no fucking him. reason. Yeah. And at that point I was thinking, great, this is what you do. This is how Cardiff fuck it up. Neil Warnock sat home watching that on a stream going, yes, good lad, God, good son. lad. Yeah. Um, Genuine, he's an honest player. He's honest. He's it was, honest. It was the kind of like suicidal thing I was that we then did. I was thinking, right, card. If you fought, you, you fought your way back into this game to make it three-two, and then that silly bastard. And they'll have no defenders left if Flint is injured as well. And then the, the other ones done that. Um, absolute shooting themselves in the foot. Mm. Boy, did I learn a few lessons about that? <laughs> it's been a real learning curve today. Uh, so what do we take out of this game then? Anything? I want to nominate Neil Harris as well oh, for I've villain. Done. I've not heard him, anything he said and I don't, I'll be trying very hard to avoid hearing anything he said for the next couple of days because it'll upset me. But you just know he's being a <laughs> about it. Him, his <laughs> uh, substitutes and their grey tracky bottoms mm. could all fuck off. You don't dress athletes as if they're going to the corner shop for a bottle of Tizer with a hangover. <laughs> That's how, what they all looked. They were like sloping down the touchline in grey tracksuits. It looks as if they were just like, put a dressing gown under them. Well, what do we, what do we take from today then? Because we need to wrap this up. One point. We take a point. Just very leadsy. We're still capable. Of, we've not unleadsed ourselves. No. That's what we need to learn. It's going to take decades to do that, mate. <laughs> decades, isn't it? Let's face it. All right then. Well, thanks for listening to this edition of The Match Ball. Hopefully you don't feel too bad having done that. And cheers to Levi Solicitors for their support on this one as well. We're uh, you get ten percent off at Levi's solicitors, <laughs> Levi's solicitors by mentioning the square ball, and we are ten points clear of Preston in third. So uh, that's three wins and a point. It could be worse, couldn't it? And the goal difference as well. Should we point out we are plus twenty two, they're plus eight. So you know, but the, by the time we've lost the required games and they've won the required Stop games, it. yeah. To, I'm, I've changed my mind. I'm going to spend my winnings on heroin. <laughs> going to get right into it. We'll be back here for the, uh, the the Sheffield Wednesday match, looking at uh, how we get back into the playoff positions. <laughs> Can't wait for it. Hey, listen, thanks for listening to this one. We'll speak to you again soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.